Welcome to episode 32 of the Brown and Black podcast. This is the first episode of 2021. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. Well, everybody, if you are just kind of waking up (laughs) from what happened this week in Washington, D.C., in Capitol Hill and just politics overall, you're in for a great conversation with me and Mike today here on the Brown and Black podcast. But Happy New Year, my man. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I don't know how happy this year is going to be, but... uh, (laughs) Come on. It's the end of Trumpism. uh, At least within the halls of the White House. No, no, dude. Come on, Mike. You know that we have a new president. He's not going to be there creating laws that don't make any sense. We got a new president that's going to do that. We got a new Senate. We got a new House. We have everything. We've got bupkis, okay? I I just want to go to the soundbite and give you my context here. I got maced. You got maced. face. <laughs> and what happened? You were trying to go inside the yeah, Capitol? Yeah, I, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they maced me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? <laughs> we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. That says everything. That there are two Americas, okay? It, it, the fact that Biden is becoming the president and Kamala Harris is vice president, I think is, is you know, is almost meaningless in the sense that... What? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Meaningless in the sense of, you know, we're supposed to be talking about, and, and my guess is this whole year is going to be about unity, okay? But when you heard that woman, I can't believe they maced me! Listen to me, for, 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 for white people in this country, and, and let's not forget just how culpable, okay, the police are in this. Okay, it's just coming out. You don't see it covered on the news. All these damn pundits on the news are like, oh my God, it's so shocking. It's embarrassing. It's shocking. I'm like, bullshit. This is typical. This is the kind of shit we, every single one of us knew. You've been saying this. I've been saying this. Every person I know with a brain of color has been saying this, that this is where we are. This is what his base is like. This is what he's trying to incite. This is what he wants to do. The fact that these people could have done what they did and then went home. And and I don't know if you've seen the videos of them back at their hotel. No masks, just hanging out in the lobby, all sharing videos of what they did that day. Let me just tell you something. Yeah, like like they just took a road trip and uh, they went to the Grand Canyon. They went to and, a rally. Uh, they just went hey, back and, you know, it was, hey. It was a Burning Man, you know. Hey, we went in the, hey, uh, they, they trashed uh, the senator's office. These people have no respect. All right, Mike. There, There is so much to talk to about. But obviously, before we do all that, we kind of just have to organize everything that went down and the implications and ramifications of what happened uh, and how that affects the next four years of the Biden administration. So let's let's take everything you've already said and let's create some bullet points out of it. Let's first talk about the obvious things that came out of this tragic event. I think we can all clearly say that what happened yesterday had racial double standards 
And I think the big question out of that was, what if these protesters were black and not white? Secondly, we have to look at white privilege and what happened here with white privilege. Thirdly, we have to talk about the police complicitness that happened here. You just brought it up. They need to be investigated, Mike, because I'm starting to think that the police is just another extension of what the Proud Boys are, of what all these militia, white, rural Trump supporters are trying to be. And I think a lot of them have always been like these Trump supporters in the making. And they were just waiting for a moment like this to really do a coup. Because that's, that's what it looked like from a lot of the videos yesterday. Then we have to talk about the massive Judas event that happened at the Senate and the, and, and, and the House last night. And then finally, the Washington Post and the media finally did something right that they didn't do in the last four years, which is make sure that they don't make white people seem like some sort of heroes for what they did yesterday. Like they called these protesters what they really were, insurgents. Mobsters. So now that we have kind of all that together, Mike, let's start talking about this racial double standards that is America and the police and this white privilege. saw this attack go in dude what was your reaction well my reaction was this okay first of all you know when you see the amount of people that got that close to congress during this rally you realize huh okay so the police as far as they're concerned this was not a threat these are people who were carrying blue lives matter flags and signs along with the trump signs along with the signs of hate you know, there was a senator out there in the field who is who who is is on video saying she's saying Hitler was right. So the fact that this even went on for more than ten minutes tells you everything about the police. The contrast is so extreme. We've watched a year of nothing but televised police brutality against people of color, shooting them in the back, children being killed, women being thrown on the ground. We have watched this all year long on every form of media. There have been protests. We've watched them stand on men's necks even after George Floyd. We've seen all of this. And then these people storm the fucking Capitol with guns. Not only do they storm the Capitol, they get in. One woman was shot. One Trump supporter was shot. What? Right. And, and oh, if you put one, it into, into parallel please. between Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times in the back. Listen, you know, they, they, they are throwing black men on the ground, breaking their jaws for selling cigarettes or, or, or smoking in, in what they think. Them. I mean, come on. Because they're running through their please, neighborhood. Please, So, what does are the cops Because they're complicit? sleeping in their own homes please. and getting shot for no reason. Please. And then these guys are being fired as opposed to arrested and Listen, persecuted. The same day this is going on, they said they were bringing no charges up against those policemen who killed that young man. The very same day. And the day before that, 
He pardoned a woman who has done all kinds of reprehensible things to people of color. So the message about this government and America, they keep saying this is this is not America. This is this fucking is America. This is American as apple pie. Look at American history that they try to block and mute. And it'll tell you this is America. The only difference is now the world can see it. The first thing that that hit me was why wasn't the police set up more properly? Like, why was this a surprise to everyone? Why was politicians, lawmakers, senators, House representatives, everybody in the White House, why were they all like so blasé about this? They knew that this thing was coming, yet the police somehow were understaffed there was this one video i'm not sure if you saw it yeah when they chased that one black guy with the stick yeah i saw that and the guy had a stick and he's like yo guys stay out He looks like he was running for his life. He Dude, was. It looked like something out of Birth of a Nation. This was something out of a horror movie where these white men go against this one black guy and you know what's going to happen at the end of the movie. The poor black guy's going to die. And this was being filmed in real time, dude. And these guys were not armed. Neither was the police officer. But you could see how pale this black guy got. He thought that something was going to happen to him. And I don't blame him. And when I saw that, I just said, why isn't there anyone else in what's supposed to be one of the most secure places on earth? Here's what I came up with. This was all about white privilege. White people, for some reason, give off this sense that there's comfort and safety when there's white people around. If white, if there's going to be white protesters, there's going to be a peaceful white protesting thing. Police goes, but they're white people. They're not black people. White people don't do these types of things. You kept on hearing over and over again from the media, from officers, from lawmakers saying, this was stunning. Uh, we were surprised. It was shocking to see that they would actually do... It's because they think that white means safety, means uh, peacefulness. I don't know what it is, but if those were black people, it would have been, oh, something could happen. Bring in the SWAT team. Let's prepare. Black people are extremely violent. But throughout history, the ones who have always shown to be the most violent are white people. They screwed up in thinking that white people weren't going to do this so why bother preparing for it i halfway agree with you i think that i think that it's it's i think it goes deeper i don't think it's just that oh white people i think you're absolutely correct and i've seen a number of people speak and articulate about it that these laws and this police and the system is set up to protect white people from us essentially that they are white people the police force is mostly white people that's my protecting their people. And, and, and here's the other thing. 
these are people that they know. These are people that they resonate with. These are people whose philosophy they agree with, but they live the contrast of having to think differently in public so they can get a paycheck and pay for school, food, rent, whatever it is. So they're living a hypocritical life. Well, it's it, we're living a hypocritical society. You know, the, the hypocritical society says that we're all about law and order. The Republican Party claims to be about law and order. 121 House Republicans, that's 57% of the Republican caucus, voted to continue this objection that caused that insurrection that they're so shocked and stunned and, and ashamed of. So the hypocrite, it doesn't even begin. Th that's too small and too light a word, in my opinion. The police, at some point, they have to be investigated. There was videos, Mike, I've already shown, you've shown me a few, I've shown you a few, where you could literally see the police at one moment holding fort, holding barriers, not allowing anybody to come in, and then all of a sudden... Yep. Dude, it was this weird thing. They look back, and they go... Open it up. Let him in. Let him in. Dude, dude. It, what the it, hell was that all about? What do you mean? What was it about? It was about coordination. That's what it was about. You listen to me. I, I forget who said it, but when something is but so But Mike, obvious, it was on camera. How do they not get in trouble? Because they're white. They did it that Wait a minute. What do you mean? How do they not get in trouble? Who's in trouble? Do you really think they're going to be arrests from this? They've got videos of people putting their feet up on the desks. Okay. I guarantee we are not going to see a rash of arrests. These people were hanging out in their hotels okay they've got all these people on video do you think there's going to be some massive arrest of all those people mike you don't think that no. biden's administration is going to do mike who's going to be accountable for what happened yesterday damn good question by the way no one's talking about covid how many thousands of people first of all we're in the middle of a raging coronavirus killing a thousand people a day in america yep mostly coming from rural areas yep Nobody had a mask in there. Everybody went inside the Capitol Hill without masks. Exactly. Exactly. Is, is there coronavirus all over the offices, the Senate floor? Like, Dude, they trash these people's offices, of course. So, uh, so Mike, we know you're going to say that no one's going to do anything about this at all? Okay. Uh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I'd love to see something happen. I'd love to see accountability. But you tell me. Okay, you're a bit of a student of history. Tell me at some point in American history where we truly held ourselves accountable. We now have the presidency democrats have the presidency democrats have the senate which is in charge of legislation essentially and then we have the house how can things go bad in the next two years mike oh my goodness are you kidding we, is it what well, hold on a second isn't everything about power let me say this okay we have the power mike we have the power okay how do you measure political power that, that's my first by question. the president, by the power of the presidency, the power of the Senate and the power of the House. If you if if your people are in charge of the judicial branch of the United States, game over, brother, because then if not, what have we been fighting for the last four years? If it means nothing, 
So it means something when Trump has it, but it means nothing when we have it? No, no, no. I didn't say it means nothing. But I don't think, let's put it this way. Clearly, us having at least to some extent greater control of both houses makes a difference. But as we have seen in yesterday's events, and when this airs, it'll be a couple days, that there is a huge divide. There is what's coming. I believe what's coming is people who choose the lie, who choose to believe that the president is not legitimate, the law is a lot legitimate, that the virus is not legitimate, that the, the winners of an election is not legitimate. So the laws don't apply to them. The thinking of the country doesn't apply to them. Now, if you have that kind of a setup and you've got people who are, are like Cauley and Cruz, who even in the midst of all of this, they stick by their guns, stick by their guns. Yeah, it, we, we've definitely clawed our way to the point where we least can stand up in the ring. But there's a lot, a long, long way to go. He's got his hands full just with the pandemic. Forget everything else. The state of Georgia essentially has been red historically and finally flipped blue. And a lot of this has to do with the black vote, Mike. Yeah. And the youth and the youth. I agree. And the youth. And I believe Latinos, Voto Latino went in there and also helped. This was the problem we had with Eva Longoria. Yes. She took a little too much credit yep. from Stacey Abrams and the black community there. We know that we helped, but we weren't the crucial factor in flipping. We just contributed to it as Latinos. So shout out to Stacey Abrams. Shout out to all the black uh, citizens of the state of Georgia. Incredible job. You flipped it blue. And here's what happens now. The devil himself, Mitch McConnell, will now become minority leader, which means that he will no longer have America hostage. <laughs> Because that's what it's been feeling like for the last four or five years, including the Obama presidency. Just having Chuck Schumer now as the majority leader is going to allow for a lot of these legislations that he wants to carry out to actually go through. We're going to have COVID relief probably in the first 100 days. That means that those $2,000 checks will actually kick in. I believe it's for people making less than $70,000. They could end the filibuster. And expand the Supreme Court. They've been they've been talking about packing the court. It might happen now. Maybe not. Maybe it's not a priority. But we also got to remember that if we're going to do anything, it has to happen in the next two years. Because everybody knows that by the midterms elections, most presidents lose the party, the Senate or the House halfway through their first term. This is something that has always happened historically. Maybe we can even get a $15 minimum wage raised nationally. And legalize cannabis. I'm excited for the next two years. I'm not saying four because of the midterm elections, but how can you not be a little bit happier today than you were in the last four years, Mike? Okay. There's no doubt that I'm, a, I'm happier today than I was in the last four years. There's no doubt. And I don't want to sound like the cynical, you know, ah, humbug, but I do want to emphasize one thing that you said that I think is significant. And I think that echoes the sentiments of this show though stacy abrams clearly was was hugely instrumental but the support that she got from the latino community is significant and the fact that the state was flipped is because we worked together together so we're starting to see unification politically happen and even in culture 
music, everything between blacks and browns. We just never thought it was going to come to fruition when we most needed it politically here in our country. I think browns and blacks, can I be honest with you? And I'm just going to say it like this. I think I think browns and blacks, blacks and browns saved America this week. Listen, we built America. So, of course, we got to save it. We got to save it from itself because they also know that one day it will be ours. That's it for this 30-second episode of Brown and Black. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. We also want to let you know that we will be starting a brand new YouTube daily talk show on January 18th, Martin Luther King Day on YouTube. We'll give you more details on that through social media. You can also follow us on Brown Black Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, which we were not locked out of <laughs> like Donald Trump was. I just found out that Facebook banned him indefinitely. Let's see how long that lasts. But uh, have a great new year, and we'll talk to you on another episode of Brown and Black. Can you feel the symbols riding high? Can you dig the vibe? Let it fly. Don't deny it. Is it? Get the truth.